What is going on, everybody? I am J.D. Tierney, owner of Southpaw Laser Concepts and founder of Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. And as always, I've got my beautiful and funny wife next to me. Say hello. Hello, I'm Kat. I'm J.D.'s wife. J.D.'s got an ass load of beer, and I've just got a lot of uh, ass. That's I, I like both, actually. <laughs> I like I like your beard. I like my ass. And this is going to happen. Thank you, all four viewers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, uh, you might notice something a little bit different. We got new background. Um, it's not that we're rich. We're not like banking in a shit ton of money. This is actually the fence that I tore down from the backyard, um, repurposed it, and turned it into um, Wayne's coating or, or shiplap. Shiplap everywhere. Shiplap. Jeremy, I see you. So if you're tuning in, make sure you go to uh, StreamYard.com slash Facebook and give them permission to uh, see your name. That way we know who the hell's commenting because if I don't know who it is, I'm not going to talk about your comment. I'm just... This is like... For the sheer fact that this is our fifth show. God bless America. Fight the fucking power, right? (laughs) right. Damn it, So uh, tonight... I, I've been waiting for this episode for fucking ever. Um, here in just a minute, we're bringing on one of my best friends in the entire world. We've been uh, friends since 98. Um, that just aged both of us. Uh, Mr. Eric it's, Bingle, we're bringing okay. him on. But uh, we're going to start off with the drink. Tonight's drink is a mojito. And I'm sorry that I did not broadcast this on um, Facebook pages Slacker. earlier. Slacker. It, it has been crazy, crazy, crazy busy. So, he hasn't uh, done shit. Move this shit out of the way <laughs> so you can see me make a drink. So I'm going to go ahead and make this mojito here. And like always, I'm going to tell you how I do it. Start off with your two glasses right here. You want fresh mint. You don't want any of that pussy bullshit fake extract crap. Tell us what you really think, Joseph. Damn. Don't put some toothpaste in it. <gasps> Heather. That's how we do it. Um, you want to start off with, uh, depending on the size, you're going to between three and five. Spore play. Um, mint leaves. You're going to put them right in the bottom. Four-ish, there. five-ish. You, know, you see how exact science he is doing this? It's well, so it cute. depends on the size, you know? I can't wait till Eric rips your ass apart on this. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Size matters. Size fucking matters. All right. So when you're doing it, you're going to lightly, lightly <laughs> muddle these. Basically, all you're trying to do... It's not the size of mint leaf. Is, it's the way you muddle it, people. You just want to break the pores open on these mint leaves to uh, let the aroma and the flavor come out. Set the rest of this to the side. He then, just threw it on my side. That's what just happened. Yeah, that's what I do. And uh, But you're going to want um, an ounce of simple syrup, which is just basically a one-to-one part of water to sugar. Ooh. You're going to want a half ounce of lime juice. I got the pre-made shit because I was not squeezing limes today. Is that a euphemism? Maybe. Then, of course, you're going to want your rum. Today, we're using um, Captain Morgan's uh, white rum. They're not sponsoring us. an ounce and a half of that. They're not sponsoring us. Use whatever rum you want. It just happened to be what we had at the bar. If they pay us, I'll make y'all use their rum. That's what's going to happen. Why is that porn so fucking weird? Because your finger is on it. Boom. Whoa, look how strong yours compared to mine. Well, yeah. You work tomorrow. I don't. Well, I do, but I don't have to be up at four. That's true. So, after hold these. So sad. Aww. Normally, you would uh, 
mix this all in a tin, but I found out today that our mixing tin does not have uh, is not big enough to fit our uh, well, pint glass. You don't do the seven up until the end. But did you have it? Yeah. Awesome. No. Will you go grab us a seven up? Serious? Seriously? Yeah, I can. I knew it. Oh my god. Okay, people, mark the calendar because JD thinks he's never wrong. Today is March twenty third. It is eight oh five. JD totally admitted that he forgot something, and I I was waiting for it. I was looking at what he had down here, and I was pretty sure he didn't have the seven up. But he doesn't forget anything, and he's already thought of it. Oh, I forget shit all the time. I'm just never wrong. Oh, and don't adjust y'all's uh, computer screens. I did actually change my hair, so that that's like a thing now. So once you get it all, you want to mix it in tin. You want to mix it really good so it gets that aromatic flavors and smells of the mint because that's what makes a mojito a mojito. And generally, you would just put your pint glass inside the mixing tin Look how to do it, but my tiny little mixing tin doesn't uh, accommodate a pint glass. That mixing tin is so adorable. So that Aww. was, in fact, a euphemism. It's so adorable. Because that's what every guy wants to hear, right? It's so cute. Oh, it's cute. I'm going to call him Skippy. <laughs> Skippy, really. <laughs> so once you do all that, you're going to top it with, you can either do it with a club soda or you can do it with, I prefer a lemon lime soda. I'm using a 7-Up Zero because... He's watching his girlish figure. Yep. Bikini season is almost upon us. Oh, and so is banana banana hammock season. Oh man, I didn't have enough pregame. That's what happened. What'd you do with my mint leaves that were up there? You throw them away? No, they're right here. They're in the drawer. <laughs> and then once you're done, you just garnish with cement. You got to or not cement? What the fuck? With some mint. Cement. But garnish. you want you want to make sure that you spank your mint. <laughs> You got to spank the mint because that's what actually makes the smell come out. And if anybody knows anything, the smell is what makes you taste. I mean, if anyone knows anything. Yep. And finally, your limes. And that is a half-assed way to make a mojito. Straw, please. Thank you. There's your sucker stick. I like straws. That tastes like the third of many. Yeah, we pre-gamed a little bit today. Who's we? Okay, well, I had one. <laughs> so before we bring Eric on, now that we've got our drink made, we're going to go right into our sponsors because without them, we would not be able to do this stupid fucking show for you guys. I say stupid fucking show with, with the most admiration and love, by the way. But uh, Look, people, the longer you watch, the more likely it is I get paid for this. Keep watching. Ask your friends. <laughs> come on. <laughs> We don't get paid for this. So uh, I have a cheat sheet because otherwise I trip over my words, especially when it comes to Warhorse. But uh, this podcast is brought to you by, oh my God, I'm stepping over my words, by the Legion of Loan Officers and uh, Nick Carpenter, who was a Air Force veteran. He was a security forces member, security police, which is what uh, myself and our guest tonight, Eric, did coincidentally. Um, Go to uh, facebook.com slash legion of loan officers or loanofficerstrategyguide.com to find out um, the Legion of Loan Officers America's Mastermind for Smart Mortgage Professionals where you learn to attract 10 realtors you love working with. 
Besides, it's for loan officers who are trying to attract realtors to build their business, people. But that's I, all I, it is. It's it's anybody that's looking for leads because I use them for my business, and I'm not even. And in. because JD is slacking and did not oh, yeah, put it up on the screen. You're the fucking button pusher. There they are. Oh, I am I'm the, the sound button guy. pusher. I am the button. She picture. pushes my buttons all the fucking time. I live on those buttons. Those are my, that's my home. <laughs> those are my people. <laughs> all right. So next so. we're going to go to Gunner Gray Furniture. The reason I'm talking about them is because I love their stuff. I love it so much. You'll see me start posting stuff on Facebook. So Cat Tyranny. Hey, if you're still Facebook, looking for something to spend your stimmy money on. Uh, yes. Yeah. Go go get uh, John Oda at uh, Gunner Gray to build you some custom, custom furniture. Buildings. Built the old fashioned way. Built to last. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. We actually put some on our uh, Southpaw Tales from the Barstool uh, Facebook page the other day. We'll be putting some more. It is yep. gorgeous. But you can go to uh, GunnerGray.com. Instagram at Gunner underscore Gray. That's G-R-E-Y for you people that can't spell. And um, <laughs> Facebook at Gunner Gray FF. Uh, next sponsor we have is uh, Soldier Girl Coffee Company, which we actually got some of her coffee uh, a week and a half ago. Yes. It's um, CBD infused. and We got the vanilla cream. I talked about it last week. It is. I am calm and electrified at the same time. <laughs> it's like what Eric's drinking tonight, which is uh, vodka Red Bull. You're getting drunk and electrocuted. So there you go. It's it's gorgeous. But so helps with anxiety and everything. So helps with your pain, joint pain, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, she has the CBD infused French vanilla cream, um, snickerdoodle, non-infused 100% Colombian coffee, and the CBD infused Colombian coffee. We're kind uh, of coffee snobs. So if we're saying that it's good, y'all, it's good. Yep. It is. So and make sure we you got go, the first one for free. The next one we had to pay for. Yeah. Make sure you go to uh, sgcoffee.co. That's C-O, not com. And then Facebook at Soldier Girl Coffee Company, LLC. And then our final... Uh, Sponsor is the uh, Warhorse Legacy Foundation, where they have the not PTSD horses because the horses don't have PTSD. <laughs> they are there to horses. assist the uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines that have PTSD and their families. And their families, uh, they do a bunch of different act, uh, activities, anywhere from a ninety-minute ride up to training them to work with the horses, train the horses, everything like that. It just depends on what the person is wanting, needing, and desiring. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to find out more about them, go to warhorselegacy.org, uh, facebook.com slash warhorselegacy, or you can call them at 479-634-2119. And that covers our sponsors. And now we can get Woo! to the fun and games and the shenanigans. All right. So, so without we're doing further ado, let's bring on Mr. Eric Bangle. Woo! What's up, everybody? <laughs> All right. So uh, everybody before we get started real quick, you know, this so reminds me of a Saturday Night Live sketch. I want to ask you about your sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I have a chance. Look, he didn't even work out today, so he doesn't have what we call jaint, which is gym taint. So maybe next time, Eric. Thank you oh, for asking. I, I can't work out. My nipples jiggle too much. Oh, oh! Well, now I kind of want to change my un, my my would you rather question because you just <laughs> <the> nipples. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we go too far, I'm just gonna give everybody a little bit of background on you, and then we're gonna be diving into each little section way deeper later uh, later on. Um, I've known Eric since 1998. I was in the Air Force as a Security Forces member. Um, I moved into the dorms, and then I heard. Uh, it's so this is an embarrassing fucking story, but I was I was I was believe it or not, I was pretty socially awkward back in the day, and uh, 
I I heard Metallica blaring from the from the room across from mine, and I knock on the door. I'm like, "So you like Metallica? I like Metallica." <laughs> and uh, it, uh, one thing led to another. Evis, you like you knock on the door. You're like, "Ah, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> like, uh, you like Metallica?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is this homo? He said. <laughs> Basically, I it really loud on the inside. No, he's like, so you like Metallica? But from from that point on, we worked together uh, in the Air Force. We ended up being in a band together. Um, once we got out, wasted effort, people. Yeah, we will be talking about that in depth. Um, We're gonna find out here was Cat or was not Cat a groupie? Yeah. <laughs> There's um, some debate. <laughs> Eric got out of the Air Force, then he uh, moved back to uh, his foreign country of Boston, Massachusetts, Boston. where they talk fucking weird. Wicked and fun. He worked for the police He's department there fun. for a while. After he worked for the police department for a while, he decided he was done with law enforcement work and moved to Vegas to become a bartender. Ended up working in high roller rooms with um, a ton of celebrities. And we're going to hear some of these stories later on. Um, so, so he also the- wrote a book. And um, yeah. what's up? Oh, well, I mean, usually JD gives the guest three minutes to talk about themselves. Oh, I'm I'm just giving the background, and then I'm giving him three minutes. No, to talk. He's, he's actually giving me a chubby right now. Oh, me Dude, too. You've been giving me a chubby <laughs> since I saw you on the screen, man. I love that beard. Love it, it. There's no supports on this side of the table. That's all me. And then yeah. he's talking about his nipples, y'all. He's doing things to me. So, uh, since he was a, a, a bartender in Vegas, and um. He got to see all these celebrities and stuff. He ended up writing a book. And uh, at this point, this is, as, as everybody knows, nobody's allowed to talk about their business or their wares, their books, with the exception of three minutes at the very beginning. So you have three minutes to talk about your book, plug it, tell people where to get it, what's about everything starting now. All right. So here you go. This is my book. It's called Looking for Luck and All the Wrong Vegas. I started writing this in about 2011 or so and i started it as a myspace blog that's how fucking old i am (laughs) so uh started writing this blog and i had a couple of my friends coming up come over uh andrew fuller and sarah fuller what's up guys i know you're watching right now and uh they read some of my stuff and they said eric you really need to put this into a book and i said i don't know you know myspace is going to be around forever you know everybody (laughs) there so uh, eventually I, I shelved it and I just started typing out some things and uh, it just so happened that I was able to get a graveyard shift uh, temporary and I worked that for eight months and I worked the 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift on the Vegas Strip and for eight months I met every single pimp, hooker, drug dealer, drug dealer, keeper, aware. Um and just the most amount of characters uh, you could ever imagine. And every day was something new. And it got to the point where I said, you know what? I have to write a book. So I took every story and I put it down in notepad. Finally sat down and I got a, you know, it's kind of hard to say, but I got no inspiration. So <laughs> one day I found a bag of cocaine and I did a bag of cocaine and I ended up writing the entire thing. And that took me a few months. And then I stopped. Kids, doing drugs are good. No, no, that's not what he was. That's not the point he was making. <laughs> that's not the point. It was just I needed the, uh, the a little bit of inspiration. Uh, so after many years and years of talking shit, 
to all my friends going, yeah, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. And everybody's like, yeah, sure thing, Jan. You know, and uh, so during uh, quarantine last year, I decided that's it. I can't take it anymore. I need to get this book out in print. And it's 107 pages. And you can find it on my publisher's page, lulu.com, which is L-U-L-U. It's at the bottom of your screen. Uh, but it's got a ton of stories of of my um, of the band that me and JD were in, my time with the Boston Police, uh, moving to Vegas, and then working at a one star casino. Uh, it's no longer there. It's called the Imperial Palace, but it's now called the Link. And then when um, Aria opened, I got the opportunity to go in, and I've been there for ten years. And that's a five star. It's one of the only five star resorts on the Strip. Uh, so that's where we're at now. It doesn't matter how uh, how many stars a hotel has, you're going to get a bunch of shit bags every night. And that's what I love about this town. Hell yeah. Shit bags. <laughs> I, was, I was one of those shit bags twice when I went out there and did the review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Jade, I don't know. I, well, I don't know how you were in Vegas. The second time you were with me and he was good, but we went to, uh, where was it? Right down the road. Um, Laughlin, Nevada, and yeah. JD drained our bank account. That's why I learned that blackjack is the devil's game. <laughs> you know what I say is the devil's game? Folding socks, pairing socks is the devil's work. <laughs> Jesus doesn't want me pairing socks because it doesn't happen. Okay, people, I'm just saying it doesn't happen. <laughs> so yeah, I actually I I ordered the book because I was like, I got to support somebody you know that I've that I've known forever and and. Even without the bias. Hi, Art. Hey, Art from the Pelican. <laughs> Even without bias, um, it was a really good read. It was written conversationally to where it's like, okay, this guy's just talking to you. It's not. Exactly. And it, it's actually written. That's what I was telling JD. It's written the way you're talking. It's not written it, from yeah, that. That's exactly how he did it. Um, I bought that, uh, that stupid talk to text program that costs like 70 bucks. And I uh, started doing that. And. I caught myself like every other word because I'm from Boston. Every other word was ah ah fuck. <laughs> so so how, did, how how does the uh, talk to text spell ah? It, it was like a a a a a h, and then fucking was f a h h h h k i n. So um, I, I'm just gonna say real quickly again, if you're on the uh, if you're wanting to engage with us, please go to uh, streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. Facebook and give them permission to see uh, see your name. They don't do anything else on your Facebook except for see your name. That way we can see who's talking because all it says to us is Facebook user. And yeah, that's and, all I can see. And unfortunately, uh, I had been using my phone to see y'all's names and everything. But then I'm looking here. I'm looking there. We decide we're going to actually be engaged with our people. I want to look Eric in that beautiful face because I'm totally digging oh his beard. God, I'm so glad so you got hot. rid of that pedo stash, man. Right? Oh okay, look, yeah, look. Well, I love you, you. understand that's that's when Lion King, uh, the the fucking uh, Tiger King came out. So I I said, you know what, I'm gonna grow it for uh, Halloween. And then after Halloween, I was like that guy that kept on with. Oh. Uh, you know, where everybody stopped wearing fucking parachute pants. I was still that guy and I still had the, the porn stash. Yeah. And I said, uh, 
And I think it took like you wearing Jinkos. Yeah. I wore Jinkos five years too late. Look, Eric, we love you so much, but for a while there, I didn't want you around my children <laughs> <laughs> because I love you. But I love that. Uh, well, like yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I was like, he's got a van that says free candy. And I can't even comment because I always joke that that's how JD got me. So good for you. You find your soulmate, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would have had a van, but I ended up crashing JD's pickup truck. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, please tell me the story. You All right. You don't know the story, huh? No. I, I know you've heard this story, but... uh. Well, I've heard it from your perspective. Do we kind of want to bounce back and forth in the story, or do you want to tell it? Well, um, I mean, we can go that uh, it was the day you got back from Kuwait. No, it was uh, Saudi. I was in Saudi. Oh, that's right. Okay, you were were in Saudi Arabia, and uh, for three months, you would come back, and you guys couldn't drink there, right? No, there was no alcohol. We ended up getting, um, they allowed us to have one near beer on New Year's Eve. And I took one sip of that, and I'm like, "Who wants this oh, shit?" No. This so is was, fucking horrible. Was JD on a mission then when he got back? So you you were there for what ninety days, TDY? No, uh, no, it was like a five and a half. It wasn't a full six because we were there for contingency. It wasn't uh, okay. It wasn't regular so, TDY. So when, when when JD came back to uh, San Antonio, uh, the first thing he did was call me, and he's like, "Eric, we're going to fucking Corpus, and I'm getting fucked up." And I'm like, "All right." So we took JD's pickup truck down to uh, Corpus Christi. We partied. And I do have to mention that JD wore a three-piece suit. Of course he did. Oh, yeah. Was it a zoot suit? No, I had... In, in, in Saudi, everything is so fucking cheap there really? because it's exchange rate. And so I had this this suit tailor-made. It was British cashmere and Italian silk. And this thing was fucking bomb. Oh, this, you're you making really stories, though. You're you're mixing up two stories though because the night you you totaled my truck was not the night that I puked all over my three piece suit. <laughs> okay, no, it was the first night because we no, came. Uh, back. The first night we were in San Antonio because we were on the way back to your uh, your apartment. Yes, when I was living with Bobby. I hate when yeah. mom and dad fight people. It's so yeah. sad. But <laughs> anyway, uh, to speed up the story, we're coming back from from Corpus. I'm driving because I'm less sober. JD's in the front seat. Oh, you're more sober, you're less more, drunk. More sober, a little less drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. um, it was the first time I think in, that it had drizzled in San Antonio for maybe six months, and it was the lightest drizzle ever. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't the. It wasn't raining, but it wasn't not raining. It was just that misty crap. Oh, that. Yeah, that mist, that misty garbage crap you see in San Antonio, and we're getting off the uh, the four ten. And we're going on to my street to go back to my apartment. And I turn the wheel. We're only going about 20 miles an hour. And I turn the wheel to get on the exit. And JD's like, take a right. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm fucking trying. The wheel's all the way to the right. I slam the brakes, nothing. And we slam head first right into a light pole. Oil pan drops. Airbags come out. Smoke rising from the, uh, from the hood. And uh, do you remember? Ranger. <laughs> JD, you remember the car that came up was like, you guys want us to call the cops? We're like, no! No, we're cool! And and, we're going to dust it off. San Antonio police history that they showed up to an accident 15 seconds after it happened. Oh, they must have been like directly across. (laughs) They were were literally right there. You're like, look, I'm sober. The truck fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I deliberately stayed in between Eric and the cop the entire time. 
the cop was looking at me and I was literally cross-eyed and he's like, are you guys okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty okay. <laughs> like you guys air force. We're like, yeah, we're security forces. And we whip out my badge and they, they sat there and waited for us. Did not ask me once if I had been drinking. I just said that you would, that JD had got back from Saudi Arabia and we were out celebrating. My apartment was only a mile up the road. And the cop waited there until the tow truck got there. Yep. And the tow truck driver gave us a ride to the apartment. No okay. ticket. Or no, we got a ticket for the, uh, because while I was overseas, everything lapsed. The, the, the inspection. The registration oh, inspection, yeah. Oh my God. And and my insurance. So I ended up voluntarily repoing the, the total truck. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the coolest things because we, we probably would have been in the brig together. <laughs> so people, we will get to some Vegas stories, maybe even get Eric to slip us some celebrity gossip. But for right now, I see that one of Eric's old roommates and my sister, Jerry, is actually on right now. And as she has three kids like we do, and she actually has a moment to be on, I'd like to give her a call because I think she has a story to bring up about Eric. Oh, geez. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me get this. Jerry, we're calling you right now. Okay, we're calling her as soon as I'm ready. Uh, well, take your time because uh, we have a delay. Everybody who's watching, what I've said has already happened. This is like what's happening now is going on right now. This is like uh, um, space balls. Um, yeah, her uh, her phone number didn't transfer to my new phone. You, oh my god, new phone? Who this? <laughs> <laughs> new phone? Who this? So nothing but professionalism here, folks. <laughs> yeah, you guys are on the ball. There. Just straight professionalism. Do you want me to type it in because you're old and can't see? Oh, look at him. He's trying so hard, people. Oh. All right. So hopefully I dialed the right damn number. Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. Hello. 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 Yes, we yeah, can. Yeah, we can. Hi, Jerry. Hi. So you are on with Eric right now. So what we're going to have you do is if you have the speakers on your laptop or anything that's having the show on, just go ahead and turn that down just so we don't get feedback. Okay. Oh, It's there in my ears. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Uh, So Eric's on. and uh, So y'all were roommates, is that right? Kind of like... um, Part-time? How would you put that? Yeah, I guess part-time. We we had a Panama schedule roommate. <laughs> yeah. Every other week, we used to go down to Beeville for three days because we used to have every fr- every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So every time you were on at the extended weekend, you went and stayed at her apartment. Did y'all help pay for rent then, at least? No, uh, Jesse was staying no. there. It was it was Jerry, Jesse, Bailey. Uh, who else was in that apartment? Oh man, it was like a two bedroom apartment with like seventeen college kids <laughs> and a couple of Air Force dudes. But just there was still VHS tapes there. Oh yes, oh, yes, there was. Yeah, Jesse was the lead singer of of the band Wasted Effort, right there. I can't even say anything. That apartment is where I first met JD. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, I think at one point our rent was like forty dollars a person. Like we had that many people um, living there. <laughs> it was it was so it was so nuts, but. Hey, that's okay. We have a closet that no one's in right now, so we need another roommate. <laughs> need yeah. Oh my gosh, for real. We had people <laughs> sleeping in closets, like not kidding. Oh my that is so funny. So tell we us had, a... like two or three people of her like her room and we have people on the couch and it was 
I've seen JD cuddled a couple times. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, so bring up your your favorite memory of of Eric being there at the apartment with us. It's got to be like, I mean, we all know the story. Like we're sailing, <laughs> you know. We're paint us like, a picture. Yeah, paint okay, us a picture. So, there, there's a bunch of people watching that have no idea okay, the background. So, so Eric is like dressed in like this like long black trench coat, and he's like bathed in cologne, and <laughs> he like thinks that he is looking like. <laughs> the bomb, like so good, and he's like, hey, like, how do I look? And Bailey, like, split second, she was like, "Bitch, you look like Matrix and smell like Crystal." <laughs> this is this is right before we were going to take stage or go leave to go finish our setup. You, for- ha- you have to understand that was 1999. Matrix was- just came out, and recording. I wanted to post Re- he was like, not only do I look good, but I smell good too. And right. oh, I see. I did that. say that. I said, not only do I look good, but I smell good too. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was also the recordings where you're like, is the pool this way? <laughs> oh my God. That was that way. Oh. <laughs> oh. You can't forget the oh. The oh. Oh. Oh, you are a player. <laughs> With an A, not even an ER. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sugar Ray just came out with an album. Limp Biscuit just dropped. Yeah. Oh, this oh was, no. And and this was when Jackass was barely starting to come on the scene, and we had a VHS recorder with us, like a uh, uh, like yeah VHS shoulder mounted motherfucker with us at all fucking times. Oh, I you know what? I'm so sorry. I mispronounced it. You're a wicked player. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, well, man, Jerry, well, it's so good to hear from you. It's been, what, fucking 22 years? Yeah, at least, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't worry, yeah. my balls are old, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Your balls are floating in the shower? <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm going through a second puberty. They, they went back inside. Inside? There's doctors for that. <laughs> well, you're the medical professional. Yeah, that's not normal. If your balls are inside of you, <laughs> no, because I'm I'm getting fat and I can't see it anymore. So I just, something just, doesn't seem right. So your Audi became an innie. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me it's cold. <laughs> it right now. I'm gonna have to have a couple more uh, cocktails before I start talking about that. <laughs> hey, we got all the time in the world. Y'all, don't don't let him fool y'all. He was talking about his nipples before we came on the air. So. <laughs> I, I I do have to admit, um, you know, in Boston, um, you know, there's one thing that me and Mark Wahlberg have in common. We both have the super, superfluous third nipple. Uh, so I do have three nipples. Everybody calls bullshit on me, but yes, it's true. Me and Mark Wahlberg are the one percent of people that have three nipples. And you try to milk it and all that, the time. And I did, yeah. Oh no, you'd be like, no. <laughs> so, so Jerry, um, Eric seems to think he was a player back in the day, and JD says that he had no play back in the day. Are either one of those comments accurate? Uh, yes, they are both accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I, told I you didn't I play when it count when it counted. <laughs> I was to believe that I was a uh, but Look, that I was a loser. He got me. He had some play. Okay. 
Oh, I just got you. I, I just got you at a weak point and didn't ever let go. Oh, that's clever. That's really smart. I just got her really insecure about her body and I swept in there. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, Miss Jerry, we're going to let you go. Thank you for the phone call. Thank, Thank you, you for so bringing much. up those memories. Another show. Jerry, good hearing from you. Hope you're doing well. See you. Yes, same. I hope you're doing as well. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks. Bye. I love her. She's my sister. I love her. That's great. That's a a voice from long past. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of crazy that that I ended up marrying her sister, and it was completely coincidental. Like actually, so when I met JD, I was in high school. I was probably fifteen or sixteen at the time, and. Went to, oh gosh, don't even. <laughs> well, my, my sister Amanda and I went to Jerry's house to spend the weekend. She agreed to that before she realized it was the weekend y'all come down. So y'all came down as well. So it was a very full apartment. It was like the worst camp ever. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. we, we didn't know whose underwear we were putting on camp. So ever. I had the hots for JD. Like as soon as the sun was like, yep, uh huh. And Jerry told him. So he pulled me aside at one point and goes, hey, I'm not saying no. I'm saying when you're 18, call me. We did not realize that I, that was each other. We were dating and Jerry's like, oh shit. So you did call her when she was 18. <laughs> I didn't say no. I said no right now. No right now is what he told me. No, no for now. No for now. Call me when you're 18. Yeah. And I called him when I was 18. So actually, you're legal. I gave him my number when I was 18. He actually called. You gave him uh, your, your AOL instant messenger. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I gave him which chat room I was going to be in at the time with my dial-up. I had to wait for my next CD to come in the mail for AOL hours. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, text me. Then text didn't exist back then. People yeah, text, are just kidding. This same time is when uh, when uh, we were we were we were famous. In, in we, the, we were semi-famous, and semi-famous. Uh, we recorded and and. Nowadays, when somebody says they recorded an album, it's nothing because the technology and and the hardware and the software are so inexpensive that anybody can can record in their own house anymore. But when we recorded our album back in uh, till in '99, early 2000, it was still you had to go to a studio, book the hours, pay, um, get everything still on magnetic media. Yeah, you spoiled bastards. (laughs) And oh my god, we recorded in Austin, Texas. You know, the music capital of the world. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God, Eric, uh, you remember that shitty, shitty hotel we had to stay in while we were there? All right. So, so of- I'll paint the picture. Oh, yeah. We, uh, would there's five of us in this band and one of us is extremely fat. I'm not going to say who. Oh, yes. Is that the one who's okay, going to skip the not, CDs? We're not talking about right now. We're talking like. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking at the time. Yeah, these boys are not skinny anymore, people. Yeah, uh, we used to we used to be so skinny. Um, so anyway, it doesn't I shouldn't have said that. That that was mean of me. But but uh we drive down to to Austin, Texas, and it was um right before South by Southwest. Mm. And you could not get a uh, hotel room. Oh no. So the first hotel that we found that had vacancy was a motel six. The only room that they had was a full-sized uh, two queens, but it had no air conditioning. And there was five of us staying there. And this is in Texas in May or June. 
May or June, something. Where the- so, it, I mean, it was still, it, 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 we were just getting to, to ball sacks sticking to your thigh <laughs> weather. And it was really bad. And um, we went to one room. I don't know if you remember. We went to one room. The AC didn't work. And the only other room they had, that AC didn't work. But we ended up getting that room for free for like one or two nights because we were in Austin for four nights. So what we ended up doing is we ended up having to um, those little bar, the little hook bar that that you can open the door like six inches to see who's who's on the other side without opening your door all the way. We had that latched and the door opened at six inches with um, just a little, probably like 12 inch fan blowing. It was sitting on a, on a chair and then we had a bowl of ice. A bowl of ice. Sitting bowl of ice on the fan. Yeah. Here. And just a bunch of dudes sweating all over each other. It was it was kind of like Caligula. Hey, it, it's like uh, when you get hypothermia, naked bodies together to keep you warm. Well, you got to get those naked bodies together and the sweat of the other man cools you off a little bit, right? No, it was definitely <laughs> not like that. I mean, no, that was just definitely weird positions. It, it was it. very hard to, to get comfortable. It was so ball sweat hot. And uh, I think the first night, you know, we, we checked in and we said, hey, let's do Sixth Street because that's what you got to do. Oh, no. So uh, we call a taxi. Uh, taxi picks us up and he takes us to the corner of, I think it was the uh, the I-10 in Sixth Street. It's uh, 35 right there, yeah. And he goes, uh, you guys are in for a treat because we were we had just turned 21. I think you were still 20. No, I was 21. Jesse was still 20. So Jesse stayed in the hotel room all but one of the nights. Okay. But the the first, I just remember the first thing that I saw when we got out of the cab, we turned the corner onto 6th Street. First thing I see is a woman, probably about 497 pounds, in a wedding dress, getting filmed from a camcorder, deep-throating a double-sided marital aid. Girl, you do you. You make that money. (laughs) But in a wedding dress, it was like 7 o'clock at night. And I just remember, I go, wow, this taxi cab driver was not fucking around. (laughs) And I just remember going up and down, and we we hit every bar on 6th Street. Yeah, and... and Is this the gay bar story? No, I was just going to bring that one up. So, so... For those of you that have never been to Sixth Street, it's basically about a mile long, and it's nothing but bars on either side. Yeah. And it's two-story buildings. Some of them are three-story buildings. Um, and it's just bars, clubs. It bars, used to be nothing but shops. it used to be nothing but like blues clubs, live music, things like that. A lot of it's gone to techno, EDM, um, hip hop, stuff like that. Now it's just it changes with the age. I, I mean, not like it, but. Um, but in front of every single bar, there there's somebody yelling, kind of like an old circus eye show. Promotional Come guy. right up, hey! It's like we the, got these specials going on, these drinks, blah blah blah. And we get one. It's like it's like the Amber Crombie guy who sits out in front of Amber Crombie and lures <laughs> people into Amber Crombie. It's like that. They've got a promo guy. So we end up going in, and, and this one is like I can't remember what what the promo was, but it was we were fucking broke. And it was like, that is the right price. Yeah, it was like a pitcher of beer for $2 or something, if I remember. And we, like we go upstairs, and, and we all sit down, and it's, you know, the typical high-top um, five-seater <laughs> round. Yeah, pitcher Lone Star. And and we're, we're drinking, uh, we're all drinking pints out of a pitcher. 
and Don, the bass player, is looking around and he just stops and he, he just mid drink just stops. His eyes turn the size of saucers and he looks at me and he kind of slaps me on the on the arm and it's like look. So I start looking around and I stop and my eyes get the size of saucers <laughs> and I tell Eric, dude, look around. <laughs> And he looks around and his eyes get the size of saucers. And all we see is a dude with his hand down another dude's pants and another dude with his hand in the back pocket of another dude and and just nothing but dudes. It was a trifecta oh. Chinese finger trap. All dudes. Oh. And uh, next hey, thing you know, have you, ever you see a uh, human centipede. It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> so after we led them all buy us beers and get us if you've ever ever seen you know star wars with a dock yeah yes yes yeah we're not gonna go there (laughs) yeah but so so with without anybody saying a word everybody just slammed their beer slammed it and got the fuck out of there i mean to each their own not judging just not the place for me I, i wasn't that drunk yet so, so are we going to talk about what happened after that night when we ended up meeting some girls? <laughs> yes, please. If this is the if this is the story, I think it is. Please, for the love of everything. All right, I'm going to try to keep well, this, tell this story of my um, whole movement. We ended up meeting like a group of girls, and they we all jumped in the, into a taxi uh, to go back to our Motel Six. Which smells of sweat and feet and turned bars. And we're like, we we're like, hey, let's bring these girls back to our motel. But we knew how smelly our room was because there's five of us in this room. And I don't want to get JD in trouble uh, for anything. So I don't know what he did. But I ended up. No, I, no, there's no reason for you to try and get me in trouble because there was only two girls that came back. Well, I was hitting on one, but you oh, ended is this up getting when her. You were giving him margaritas, but it was straight to. No, no, that was a different night. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so I was hitting on one girl, and I I primed her, and then you ended up starting I the primed image. her. Yeah, you ended up starting oh, the engine. Bad word to use, but and. Uh, <laughs> Did you crank her over like a lawnmower? No, I didn't. I didn't get the pull start. Um, it, you, long story short, you and Jesse ended up going. I had children. Having girls okay, yeah. So any, I had anyway, um, I end up on the stairs across from our room at the Motel 6. And uh, she's doing her thing. Um, her. And we're like, after everything was done, we were like, oh, so how are you guys getting back to your place? And they're like, we need a ride. And we ended up taking a cab again, right? Or somebody had met us that had. Yeah, I think Don drove y'all, didn't he? Right. Don, Don had brought the car from Corpus. Uh, I should have gotten Anne on here, and Don would have been in trouble too. So we ended up driving these girls back to their apartment, which was only like two or three miles up the road. And they get out, and we say our goodbyes, and she tries to kiss me. I'm like, no, don't, don't kiss me. That's gross. Katie primed uh, you. <laughs> so walk her, walk her up to her apartment and we get back to the car and I'm getting into the back seat and I see, you know, there's a pair of shoes and it's not. And I went, oh, these stupid bitches left their fucking shoes in the back seat of this car. So me being so drunk, I get out and I am literally, I had to do like a geometric 
angle thing and I just went known rind and I launched she <laughs> remembered Pythagoras at, that at about 75 miles per hour at her door and it made these enormous echo boom gunshots grabbed another show boom and then we peeled out and we thought I was like it was the classic leave behind dude she was trying to get yeah. you there. I'm like take your fucking shoes and get the fuck out of my life <laughs> You smell like Jenny's balls. But the best part is he didn't even get out of the car. He just leaned out of the window like Dukes of Hazard style. Over the yeah, I think I did. I think the front was up, but I just fucking launched it. <laughs> All right, people. We're 40, almost 45 minutes into the show. So do you want to do unpopular opinion first or would you rather? Um, unpopular opinion because I didn't even think of a would you rather. Unpopular opinion. Do you want me to go first? Go for it. All right. Unpopular opinion. Okay, look, people, I have had a stalker on Facebook. I have. So I'm going to preface with that because I want to explain something. I've had a stalker on Facebook sliding in my DMs, trying to hit me up, using different Facebook profiles to try to friend me again when I blocked him. And even still, I prefer Facebook to Instagram because Instagram... People are following me who I've never met before. Nothing feels more like a peeping Tom pervert than someone like, hey, <laughs> I see there's a lady on Instagram. I'm going to follow them without even meeting them. It freaks me out. Don't like it. I do have an Instagram account, but I never am on it. So yeah, I, I prefer Facebook to either. Instagram. I said it. Take it, you old fucking millennials. <laughs> and I don't have Twitter. Like, the, no. So what's the opinion? My opinion is Facebook is better than Instagram. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's also better than Tinder, too. Tinder? I'm single. Why do I need to be on Tinder? I thought you were a grinder guy. Oh, (laughs) that's why you picked that bar y'all went to on 6th Street. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to talk about that. I knew it. I was worried about that mustache you had. You looked a little pedophile, but it might have been 70s gay mustache. Good for you, man. It was seventies Coke mustache. Oh well, even even yeah. that's pretty much like the seven. Okay. Right, so my unpopular opinion is that I believe that if women can get a fake nose, fake lips, fake tits, and fake ass for a beauty competition, I think all athletes should be able to do steroids to enhance themselves. You are high. Oh, I I absolutely believe that for sure. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. You know why? And this is why I'm going to, I'm going to explain myself. Okay. Can I explain myself before you judge? Oh, judge please do. Awesome. You are holding their records in the same standards you did from athletes back in the day that didn't have those drugs. So if you want a level playing field, then great, but have it, have an index, have like hat, like hashtags or asterisks with the use of drugs. So they don't count in the record books to the ones that didn't use. Oh, drugs. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, okay. Then, then all, all, uh, basketball players need to go back to wearing Converse all-stars. Hey, they have ankle sports. I'm okay with that too. <laughs> no, but I would be, I'll be in the booty shorts. booty shorts too. Yeah, I'm okay. I, if you put an asterisk in there with the use of drugs, fine, great. But don't put, don't take a record away from someone who used a raw, God-given natural talent and put and mark them off for someone who used drugs to cheat. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. That's my opinion. So, uh, what's your unpopular opinion, Mister Eric? Um, I cannot stand 
people, I'm just going to say the word people, but you know who I'm talking about, that live their life based on their zodiac sign. Like, I'm just going to do an impression of a girl. I'm not saying that. It's just girls that do it. They're like, oh, my God, I just had a curve. That is so me. I'm such an asparagus. <laughs> okay. My, the cancer part of me, I don't know how they react because I don't, I don't know shit about the I zodiac agree with you 100%. sign. I know I'm a cancer. And, and as a Libra, I agree with you 100%. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had people ask me like, "Oh, you guys didn't dwell." I go, "Yeah, you know, we didn't get along, uh, get along dating because I'm a Pisces and she's a cunt." <laughs> <laughs> no, and actually, yeah, those fucking not, Pisces are always getting is, in the way. It is mostly a girl thing. I will say that, but it is not only a girl thing. In fact, I thought I heard a coworker, a male. Talking about, well, you know, she's a, a an, an Aries and I knew better. And I was sitting there like, or he said they were an Aries and I knew better. So I thought he's gay. He was. So I'm going to comment about, so like, <laughs> how long have you known? Yeah, that went over like a fart in church. He's great. <laughs> he had really feminine hands. They were soft. It gross. I got to bring this up. Dominic says, uh, What's your feelings about bitches with their healing crystals? Um, have you seen the meme where a girl had super glued a bunch of crystals onto her steering wheel and it looked like a fucking claymore mine? Oh, right in the middle of it. Right, right in the middle. She put, comes out. Oh my god. She put all these crystals on her fucking horn of her, her Nissan Sentra. And it looked like a fucking claymore. We should just let them do shit like this. Cause then it's like it'll thin out the hurt. It'll thin out the hurt, yeah. That's yeah. shrapnel. Just let yeah. them go forth and be retarded. <laughs> Sorry, I mean I'm mean stupid. Yeah, healing that crystals. Was not politically correct. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, no, that, that that's stupid. Like it uh, is stupid. There, there was also like one one woman. She bought uh, a big ass thing of salt at like a healing crystals place, and I guess it got dirty. So she decided to take her salt crystal and put it in the dishwasher. What happens when you add water to salt? Fucking dissolves, you stupid cunt. <laughs> I don't like that word. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Popular she does not is, like stupid. I don't like this she like the word stupid. Tuesday. Oh, don't like okay. Filthy. Oh, I apologize. Quit being a bitch. Filthy, filthy. Yeah. <laughs> I am a bitch, and a bitch is okay. Just not the same. Okay. I'm sorry. Anybody offended by that word? You know, just me, just me. It's just my unpopular you. opinion. So okay. go F yourself. Go. Okay. So <laughs> go I, I, I have one more story about the album that I want to bring up. <laughs> Good and then after questions. That, we haven't gotten to my question. Oh, after, after but this, wait, wait, wait. First, can I ask Eric a question? Since we talked about wasted effort and before we move on, can I ask him a question? Yeah. Eric, what was like the absolute best like fanboy moment with wasted efforts because y'all got like locally big not big big but locally big was there like um, you kind of felt like a rock star originally ish originally this was we were playing at a bar um in south padre i believe it was just over the bridge from corpus christi uh playing at south padre island and we remember that uh bar that had all the bras on the ceiling Ferris. yeah Ferris. Ferris, Ferris, yeah. was it South Padre? Or was it still Corpus? I knew it was, it was over the Mustang, it Mustang it's Island. Island. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, North Padre Island. Yeah. Um, you got it. There must have been about a hundred people or so in the uh, in the bar, and after we got done, every 
bunch of people came up to us and they wanted to buy us drinks and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember there was like three smoking hot bartenders and they go, if you three guys get on top of the bar and pull your pants down, we're good. All your drinks are free for the night. It was 50 bucks cash plus drinks. Me, JD, and Don, we jumped on the bar because we were broke. I think I had $20 to my name. I had less than that. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way we can afford drinks. We are just going to try to get uh, free drinks from people that saw us at the show. And jumping up on the bar, pulling our pants down. And me and you, JD, I think we we weighed about 120 pounds each. Combined. Combined. Like you could see, you could see our rib cage. That's how skinny we were. We, we looked like one of those dogs you find like mangy on the side of the road. It was like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial, like shivering because our rib cage was showing. <laughs> Oh my god! And that, I think that was like the the most fan. I, we had a couple. Oh, oh! Uh, at the trailer park, there was one girl that drew classier than showing yes. your dick in a bar. Sweet. No, we didn't go full money. It was just boxers. It was just boxers. Yeah, but you um, where you can see it like an elephant trunk. <laughs> time, yeah, yeah. At the time, I was packing. Helicopter. We were slapping. The- <laughs> I couldn't do the helicopter. <laughs> I'm still a little shy. Helicopter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no, Dominic wants to know: Did you prep before pulling out? I <laughs> never prep before pulling out. That's yes, why I have three kids. They, they they travel with their own fluffer. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did I do a something about Mary? Is that what you're asking about, Dominic? And no, I wasn't a groupie. Maybe. Maybe How'd you get the beans about the Frank? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't jack off in the public bathroom. So I didn't prep. No one asked, no one asked if you did. And now we're that's sure what, you did. That's what prepping before pulling out is. That's what he means by prepping. Did oh, we jack off? JD could have given you a hand. You could have a stranger or something. Just play a little pocket polo and get the get the little semi going. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that that never happened. No, unfortunately. I, I mean, I wish we could tell you a lot more Motley Crue stories, but that just, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Okay, look, I have never been to a mail, mail review for a reason, and because I think it's hilarious. Like, it's not like I look at a male body and I'm like, Mm, like they should paint a picture of that thing. <laughs> no, there's like it's hilarious, and especially when they're flopping around, it makes me laugh. So on, on the, I have the comedy, which is why I have a complex to, to this not day. Not offend a dancer, so I've never gone to a mill. You're such a liar. I pull my shit out, and she laughs. No, and- I laugh because he goes like this. Mm? <laughs> Every time, like, it's a gift from God. Here you go. You're welcome. Like. What the hell? <laughs> it is. I mean, God re-gifted, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got that from somebody or something. What do you mean re-gifted? I, I don't want to go into that. Oh my god! One day all this will be yours, like that one, <laughs> that one right there. Well, I mean, I'll, you know, when you want me to, in your next segment, you know, you want to talk about the celebrities that I've seen do that. You know, in well, Vegas. Uh, Are you in a rush can, to get off of here? We can do it. I am absolutely not in a rush. Uh, Good, because we're so going to extend it. Celebrities did it. We're not stopping. Okay, you want to take a uh, you want to go back? So, um, so Eric's got to go uh, squeeze one out real quick. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to tell a story for a little bit. Uh, You go do you. (laughs) Yeah. 
We we had a little code word so he can uh, go refresh his beer or not his beer his uh what the fuck is it vodka Red Bulls because he's got to keep that shit in the fridge so that you had to go refresh that. So um when we were recording the album and and we were there for we recorded for four days mixed it in one day and it may not it, it that may sound like an eternity to to record you know forty three minutes worth of music but that's actually pushing it really, really, really fast. Most of the albums that you hear, is, uh, regardless what genre you're, you're, you're listening to, but most of the professional albums you hear on the radio, it takes probably two or 3,000 man hours between all the instruments, the mixing, the mastering, all that stuff. Well, we just blew through this shit like really quick just to get there. We, we recorded a total of, uh, I think, 12, 12 or 13 songs. We only got nine mixed well enough to put on the album. Um, and we uh, didn't realize it until no, we listened. This is not a nice story. That every single song has <laughs> the exact same drum beat. This isn't a nice story. It was like, boom, boom. I thought you were going to talk about the other thing that's not very nice. What other thing? The skipped records because someone was walking around. Oh. See, I told you it's not very nice. So this, it's, a, it's a very mean. Story. So, and another thing is, is this is back when, when people had uh CD burners and you burned your own CDs and we printed out our own labels. I mean, we did it like straight up gorilla style because we were broke, fucking broke. They're broke. And they as Eric broke. mentioned earlier, the, the, the drummer lived in, in the trailer park in a trailer and we were recording a CD, just one after the other, after the other. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we would listen to at least portions of everyone just to make sure that they were right. And then we noticed that there was a bunch of them that started having issues where the songs would skip Not very nice or it wouldn't record r- properly. And we're like, what the fuck? And it ended up being the girlfriend or the, the, the drummer's girlfriend was so morbidly obese I'm saying that as nicely as I possibly can, that she literally skipped CDs as she walked. That was very nice of you. You said it very politically correct because JD likes to make comments. That bitch was so fucking fat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I I still remember she uh, she's named after a cheese. That's how big she was. Gouda? Brie. Brie. Uh, yeah, Ollie. Yeah. But um Okay, so when now we were in Austin at the at the recording studio. Uh I just remember like remember all we did was smoke cigarettes and drink Bud Light all day long. And uh it would get so hot in that studio. Is this what balls again? Shirt. And I'm like, I can't record this because uh, you know, we had two two camcorders going on at the same time. Because we wanted to make like a, a a making of like we were Limp Bizkit or something or Creed, you know, we were <laughs> cool or something. Two of the shittiest bands in I hindsight. Was like, that's what you picked. Oh, uh, that, that's that's you another unpopular opinion. I like Creed. I like Creed too. JD doesn't, but he I said it's okay. He said it was okay that I like Creed because I'm a girl. So sorry, <laughs> your mangina makes it acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> you are getting off topic, by the way. <clears throat> but if you'd like, if uh, you want, you want to know about some uh, celebrity stories. Yes. Want, she's yes. been dying all I, I have. day. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you some expert uh, excerpts from uh, from my book. 
Super. Uh, about the greatest celebrity stories. Like now, since, you, since you guys are a, a bit, who whipped it out though? You got to finish that story. Who whipped it out in front of you? Who whipped what out in front of you? Said, uh, you said that there was. You said there were celebrities that, that, that whipped, whipped out, out there in front of their in their front wee of Oh, I think that was uh, the Jersey Shore cast. Oh <laughs> well, there wasn't much to see there. They can get it past the zipper. Wait yeah. a minute, was their hair um, there spiked also? I'm sorry, frosted. Do they have frosted tips and like have it spiked? There are people- uh, we're, we're talking 2011, so I think that was a little outdated. <laughs> Not for them. Tips. Uh, I mean, they, they still had frosted tips. Yeah. yeah. No, but um, my favorite celebrity story, uh, bartending in Vegas, and you guys that are in Texas will appreciate this. Um, when you look at my book, uh, all all the celebrity stories I have, I don't mention any any names. I just give you a hint on on what they've done. Super. So, but I'm going to tell it on here because you know it's who, who cares anymore. So, you know, my favorite story. I'm working at the High Limit Room, and it's about five o'clock in the morning, and it's uh, Tony Romo and JJ Watt, and they're sitting at the the blackjack table, and they're playing anywhere from five hundred to a thousand bucks a hand. Wait, wait. Only one the, in the, the high. Tony Romo and the JJ Watt. The JJ Watt, yes. From the Cowboys and the Texans. Yes. So I think it was uh, 2012. That was when, right before Romo retired, it was his, uh, they made it to the first round of the playoffs and they got, they got knocked out. It was the first time the uh, Cowboys made the playoffs in so many years. So uh, Tony Romo comes in a, with a beard longer than mine and a hat, you know, scrunched down real low to his face. And it's about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Me and my cocktail waitress are just talking and they're at the table doing their thing, playing. And uh, Tony Romo gets up off his seat from the table. He walks up to the bar and you can imagine I get a, this big Naga Hyde bar and, you know, a big bar. And I have these, uh, we have these cigar ashtrays, these big monstrosity for dickheads who want to smoke cigars in there. So I'm cleaning them out and me and my waitress talk and I have them stacked up like five high and it's right over my ice well. And we're chatting and Romo comes up and you can tell he's just shit faced. And he walks up and he goes and he pushes all the ashtrays in my ice and he looks at me and I'm like, this fucking cock smoker right here. So I'm like, can I help you? And they were all full, right? What's that? They were all full. They had ashes and cigar butts. and No, they, I mean, they were clean. Oh, you okay. know, but he just pushed them into my ice. You never know if a glass chips in the ice and whatnot. Oh. You know, so now I have to go into the back and get, uh, fill up a bunch of hot water to burn all the ice to make sure there's no glass shards in it. And I knew he did that for a reason. That was to get out of, so I could leave so he could hit on my cocktail waitress at the time. So I'm doing my thing and I'm trying not to pay attention. And he looks at her and he, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, you know, my name is, uh, Anthony. She looks at him and she goes, fucking Anthony. Why are you using your real name? Everybody knows you as Tony. And she goes, nice to meet you, Anthony. And he goes, yeah, I play football in Texas. Okay. That's kind of weird. Doesn't say fucking Dallas. Well, like this guy up to. He goes, what time you get off of work? She goes, uh, 10 a.m. He goes, when you get off, why don't you come up to my room? This is verbatim. I cannot make this shit up. Verbatim. He goes, why don't you come up to my room 
we'll order some room service and watch Fox News. <laughs> oh my god! I thought, like, really? Like that's your fucking pickup line? Oh you're a fucking superstar quarterback, and that's the line you use. So I brush it off, and I'm 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 trying to not to chuckle under my breath. Now at the time, Tony oh. Romo was married to Miss North Carolina, and at that exact time, Miss North Carolina was pregnant with Tony Romo's baby. So my waitress knew that. And said, I'm so sorry, but I don't think that your pregnant wife would appreciate that. And Tony Romo's response was, well, that's too bad that you're a poor C word. Wait, wait, what's the C word? (laughs) So when I heard that, that really pissed me off. If you call me Countess now, (laughs) we're going to have problems. So when I heard him call her a poor C word, I went, hey, who do you? I think I said, who do you think you are? But I think like in my mind, I said, who the fuck you think you are? You fucking cocksucker. (laughs) Your Boston came out. My Boston came out a little bit. I go, you don't talk to people like that. Now, right when that happened, the pit boss, the, the, the casino manager and J.J. Watt came running up to the bar going, what's wrong? I go, you need to tell this guy to watch his manners. You don't talk to people like that. So right then and there, J.J. Watt grabs Tony Romo, puts him in one of those, like, come on, bro, let's go, let's go, let's go. They start backing up, and Romo is giving me the bottom lip. He's going, doing that. Wow. I go, all right, mother. I go, come on, motherfucker. I go, the minute you fucking touch me, I hit the floor, I'm calling an ambulance and my lawyer. It doesn't matter how hard you touch me. He ends up leaving. Fast forward. Uh, being the valiant fighter that you are. And, and I, I'm man. at the point where I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to get fired for this. But, uh, you know, security and everybody was like, no, it's cool. We're not going to say anything about it. So fast forward about 45 minutes to an hour later. It's like a uh, quarter to six in the morning. J.J. Watt comes back down from the, uh, from the suites. And he walks into the high limit room and he calls me over and he goes, hey, man, can I talk to you for a second? I said, yeah, what's up? Puts his hand out. He shakes my hand. He goes, can you not tell anybody about this? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And in my hand was a $500 chip. And so for $500, I kept my mouth shut. But since it happened about seven years ago, sorry, JJ. JJ. Five hundred dollars only were seven years. <laughs> now you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you know. And, and JJ, like I don't watch football anymore. I just don't give a shit. Yeah. Um. But every article I've ever read about JJ Watt says nothing about how oh, yeah, how, how much guy. class he is. He's just yeah, he's, he's just guy's a, a saint. What he did for, he, uh, for Houston during the hurricanes. I mean, that was oh yeah, amazing. But he, did you know he was living in his best friend's basement and donating most of the money he made? For yeah. the three years he was in the NFL. That mm-hmm. guy is class act. Tony Romo, you can rot in hell because you're not a class act. <laughs> Ever since that night, I I mean, I, I thought that Tony Romo was a decent quarterback and I respected him. I mean, he's no Tom Brady, my boyfriend. But oh. <laughs> but after that, I said, man, um, I could not respect a man who's got a what? A pregnant wife, no less. And um you know, he's not the only one, you know, don't think that I'm, I'm singling Tony Roma out. I've seen almost every celebrity you can name cheat on their, uh, their significant other. So it, it's no, Oh man, I want to show with just that. Oh, <laughs> we can do that too. Yeah, let's, we can do let's, that. Let's, let's go instead of uh shit stories. 
who was the classiest, most honest, humble, real down to earth celebrity you ever got to chill with or talk to or serve or just interact with in any situation? Any there, um, it, it's a toss up. Um, one Charles Barkley oh. was one of really the, the nicest guy. I mean, uh, so humble, just talk to everybody. Like, um, the bar that I was working at is probably about uh, 30 or 40 feet long. It took him almost 45 minutes to go from one end of the bar to the other because he stopped and signed an autograph, took a picture with everybody that asked him, even though it looked like he was in a rush. Um, such a class act, like uh, was able to sit and talk for like 45, 45 minutes out of his day. Uh, the second I'm going to say is Terry Francona, who is the, uh, who was the manager of the Red Sox in 2004 when they won the World Series for the first time? And I gushed like a fucking schoolgirl <laughs> at a Backstreet Boys concert. I'm like, fucking Terry Francona. And I asked, this is also in my book, and I asked him, I said, Terry, I'm from Boston. I can't fucking believe you guys did that. And he, he's looking at me like, oh, Jesus. And I go, can I get a hug? Now, working in the casino, we cannot, <laughs> we cannot ask celebrities for a hug, for anything, for a picture. But unless the celebrity says, yes, it's okay, but we're not allowed to initiate it. And I said, fuck it. I'll get fired for Terry Francona. And I said, can I please just get a hug? And he goes, bring it in. And I fucking ran across the bar on the other side, knocking fucking people out just to give him a big bear hug to thank him for uh, – the World Series. That's Did you awesome. know poking him in the leg with your lucky R2? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dominic wants to know. <laughs> Did if you end up you poking chubby? him in the leg with your with your lucky R2? Did Probably. Give you chubby? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to tuck it in my waistband. So Did, wait, yeah. you were supposed to have a talking part in uh, that that Las Vegas movie, weren't yes. you? Yes. Yes, uh, I did have a speaking role in Las Vegas. Uh, I got invited to the premiere. And I was sitting right behind Robert De Niro, Kevin Klein, Morgan Freeman, Michael Douglas. And I was so sure that I was going to I was going to be in this movie. And um, the, how I got the part was they were filming at Aria. And uh, it's three o'clock in the morning and the uh, set director came into our service well and he asked if I could make about 100 to 200 mocktails. So that's basically just getting different types of glasses with food coloring and water just for background and extras, you know, to make it look like they have a drink in their hand. So I did that. I did that free of charge. So uh, does anybody drink real alcohol on the set during those? That, no, that no, no it's, all, it's all water and food coloring. Got it. Okay, so continue. Um, so after, I mean, we had to, I had to pump these drinks out so much. And my manager at the time was friends with the casting director. So after they had finished their scenes, took about three or four hours, the uh, set director came into the bar with my manager and asked if I wanted to have a, a small role in the movie for, for the work that I did. And I said, absolutely. And my manager go looks at him, and I'm going to give my manager a shout-out. His name's John Fennell. Uh, I'm going to make sure I tag him. But he knows, he, he knew the casting director, and he goes, no. He goes, I want to give this kid a speaking role. So that our director was like, yeah, we'll give you a speaking role. So I go and meet the, uh, that next morning uh, or the next day after I get off graveyard shift at like 10 o'clock in the morning, I had to run my ass all the way up to the hotel pool, 
and um, met with one of the assistant directors. And he goes, are you Eric? And I said, yep. Yeah. He goes, come with me, hands me a script. He goes, this is your line. This is what you do. And it was one line. It was two words. My line was, ah, fuck. <laughs> and I said, okay, what do I have to do to say, ah, fuck? So the director, John Turtletob, um, I'm talking with him and he goes, uh, he goes, all right. So what you're going to do is you're going to get this drink and you're going to pour it on this big titty playboy model that's laying in a beach chair. And I said, yeah, I could definitely do that. <laughs> uh, but before you pour it on her, uh, one of the co-stars, Jerry Farrar, who was turtle from Entourage, he was one of the co-stars. So his role was to bump into me. I spill the drink on her tits and I go, ah, fuck. So we did <laughs> Boston accent and all. Uh, so I did it with like a, a little bit of an accent and uh, we did a, a quick rehearsal and the director, John Turtletop, he goes, he goes, excuse me, where are you from? And I said, Boston. And he goes, all right, we're going to do another take. But this time I want you to really give out uh, a really <laughs> thick Matt Damon accent. And I went, oh, I could do that. So we roll back, whatever. Now, mind you, I am scared shitless because Morgan Freeman is fucking standing 10 feet in front of me watching this behind the camera. And you have anxiety, right? Fucking way. I go, nobody's going to believe me because when you show up to a set like that, you have to uh, put your cell phones in a, in a lockbox. You cannot have any fucking cell phones, nothing. And lucky, luckily one of our managers, Scott, uh, that was the pool manager. He saw everything so he can back all this up. <laughs> but um, so he, uh, John Turtletop, he goes, all right, I'm going to call action. Jerry bumps into you. You pour the drink and give me a fucking nice Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Fuck. And I went, all right. So action. Ba, 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 boom. Ah, fuck. <laughs> and he goes, can you get really disgusting, Lee Boston? And I'm like, oh, kind of like the girls I used to bang. I'm like, yeah, I could definitely do that. So do that pull Southie on him. I, I had to pull the Southie fish hook. <laughs> <laughs> but after the fourth take, it was so obnoxiously stupid, and I felt like such an idiot. The fourth take, it went from ah fuck to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you went Cartman. You didn't even go. And I sounded so nasally inflamed. I sounded like Saul Rosenberg from Jerky Boys. And I was like, no. And then after that take, I'm looking to, to my left, and there's Morgan Freeman, and he's clapping. I'm like, no, fucking. Oh my god. Union pay for that. Uh, I did not get my SAG card, unfortunately, because you have to have. Uh, you have to speak four words. I believe it's now six uh, that you have to speak before you can get a SAG card, which is your Screen Actors Guild card. And I said, I don't care, whatever. You know, but I, uh, a few months later, I got an invite in the mail inviting me to the premiere. Plus one, you got to wear a tux or a suit. And my seat was second row behind them. And I go, oh, I'm in the fucking movie. So I brought a date, my friend Melissa. I brought her along as my date and we're watching it. And when I see that my part's coming up, I'm grabbing her hand and I'm squeezing the ever living shit out of it. And my dream fell flat. They cut it. They, my right. part ended up on the fucking cutting room floor. 
so so in, so since you only had two words, you you got your uh, film actors guild card, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, what I'm screen actors. Screen actors, actors guild. Film actors guild. Kidding. He's you know, fag. He's kidding. Uh, <laughs> Come on, fag. Yeah, I hate to be the fucking center in this show, but no. No, we're talking about the film actors guild from Team America. Yes, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. This is my serious face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so besides Tony Romo, I want to know, is there someone you kind of built up in your head, but when you met them, it was really disappointing? Oh, yes, uh, the Michael Jordan, without Michael. a doubt. Ooh, Michael please, Jordan. Please, yeah, please elaborate. Why was that disappointing? Um, so he shows up. Um, uh, he used to run a, uh, a golf tournament every year and invite all these celebrities, and, and all of the money would go to charity and stuff. But at the same time, this is a guy who gambles five to $10,000 a hand on blackjack. So when we first opened uh, our hotel, he had asked for a couple bottles of McCown 55, which is a 55 year old scotch. We carry it, but it's kind of hard to get to, you know, we have to go into the depths of our uh, warehouse to go find it. So he asked for two bottles. Now each bottle costs $50,000. Oh, wow. Yes, $50,000 a bottle. It's 55-year-old scotch. So uh, it took about a half hour, and he was losing, and he was getting drunk, so he's getting aggravated. Finally, the bottles show up, and I was still a bar back at the time, and my bartender printed out the check. Now, we had just opened this uh, casino, so he had to be the one to sign it. He couldn't just sign it to his room. We needed an actual signature because it's so much money. So my bartender looks at me and he goes, Eric, uh, I need you to have him sign it. So after the uh, after he finishes up a hand, the dealer is, is uh, shuffling the cards. So I go up and I go, uh, excuse me, Mr. Jordan, uh, if I could just have you sign this real quick. And he looked at me dead in the face and he goes, the fuck you want from me? And I said, sir, I'm sorry to bother you. We just need your signature on this real quick. And he looked at it, looked at me. He saw the uh, $100,000 check looked at the gratuity you know line looked at me again put it uh put a line right through it and then under the signature put an x and he takes the check presenter and he tosses it in my chest and he goes get the fuck out of my face it took me so much so much not to spit in his face right then and there wow i don't care how much money you have or how much money you don't have there's just a certain humanity that you should have in any situation regardless of your role you know it, it, remember where you came from man come on That's- yeah and, 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 i mean that literally that ruined uh basketball for me f- forever oh well, yeah uh, you know, as a kid you like you look up to this guy and you know, guys, you know I mean, where i'm from you look i'm looking up to larry bird and, and kevin McHale and, and dj you know and stuff like that you know reggie lewis one, one fucking billionaire with a capital B to fucking ruin basketball for me forever. Do you ever look at Air Jordans on somebody and be like, fuck that guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever start scrolling in Disney Plus and see Space Jam and be like, fuck Jordan? I've never seen Space Jam. You know what? I hope never. those demons beat him this time. <laughs> I hope those demons beat him this time. You're not missing anything. It was... 
<laughs> okay, so besides celebrities, I'm going to ask you kind of a weird question. So you see all people from all walks of life and everything, and you've been serving them and stuff. You see hookers, you see pimps, you see all of that. Who's the best and worst tippers as far as what job they have in Vegas? Like generally? Like generally? Uh, I mean, best tippers uh, are people that are in the service industry themselves. So Perfect. bartenders, cocktail waitresses. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. They know you live on tips. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. People that live on tips. Um, honestly, uh, you, I really don't want to give out that stereotype because there's so many, you know, some people will surprise you. Uh, you think that somebody will come up and go, oh, I'm not getting a dollar out of this guy. And he ends up throwing you a $20 tip and you're like, oh, you know, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just prejudged him. Um, but if I were to to rationalize, I'm going to say that 21-year-old white girls are the worst tippers. <laughs> it's, it, it's my birthday. Where's my birthday shot? Yeah. Well, first, number one, because they think that just because they're 21 and pretty, that drinks are free. And they'll ask me, and they'll go, and they're like, oh, can I get a Tito's soda, splash a crayon? And I'm like, all right, you know, that'll be $15. And like, I thought pretty girls don't pay for drinks. I go, you're right. They don't. $15. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, I want to tell a tipping story. Uh, one of our sponsors, and this has nothing to do with him being a sponsor, just coincidence. Um, Nick Carpenter, who founded the the Legion of Loan Officers, he actually did something where he's at, and it's the, oh, yeah. uh, um, the, 100. the $100 Diner Club. And what he does is they get 100 people together to go to one restaurant the same night, every single person that goes, all hundred people, it doesn't matter if they're in parties of five, parties of one, parties in 20, every single person, person. tips $100. So at the end of one night, that restaurant got $10,000 in, in tips. tips. Cash, cash tips. tips. Cash tips. Cash tips. Cash tips aren't, aren't And what they do is they go and they find, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we don't, it's we not don't. a chain restaurant. It, it's, you know, like a local mom and pop, uh, somebody that's definitely been uh, affected by COVID and yeah. and the regulations. So they're just, all right, we're, we're all coordinating tonight and we're all going to go 25 at a time. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful sentiment. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And I, I'd like to get the network here. To know, do like I said, anybody, uh, I, I have a newfound respect. I've, I've always had a, a fond respect for people in the service industry. Um, you know, Vegas is, is different than any other place in the country. Uh, especially being a union bartender or a union cocktail waitress where we're making anywhere from 16 to $22 an hour plus tips. Um, you know, whereas the, everywhere else in the country, they're making $2 and 13 cents an hour plus tips. And you're, I mean, and it's all taxed. So you're getting a check for fucking $3 at the end of the week. Yeah. Well, Kat and I, Kat and I we're very fortunate in Vegas that we have the union, uh, because there are about a hundred thousand, hundred thousand bartenders and waitresses in Vegas, so it is a huge deal. And like we are dying to get back to work. You know, I've been out of work for a year. Yeah. How, how many people are still out of work? Right. Well, not only that, but um, right before COVID hit, um, we were talking, and they were they were replacing a lot of the bartenders with the automated, automated machines. Systems. How is yeah. that? Yeah, out? so the, there are um, service wells, the the larger casinos. They started bringing in robot bartenders and it put a lot of bartenders out of work and it slowed down service um, because they say that, you know, robots don't call in sick. Yeah, but they also fucking break down and 
Do, do the, the robot bartenders Rosie from the Jetsons? <laughs> do do the robot bartenders look as hot as Rosie from the Jetsons? Didn't know you were a Rosie kind of guy, baby. Mm, no, no. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, if they, if it had a flashlight, then maybe. <laughs> and now we know where Eric's standards are. Thank you for tuning in. I, I wouldn't have such a five of y'all. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Just to learn his standards. <laughs> All right, so those of you that are watching, if you want to know any stories of Vegas or ask any questions, uh, now's the time to do it. Um, I think we'll be on for a little bit longer. I want to have at least another beer. It's so I'm going to ask. I know JD doesn't have a would you rather. And my would you rather was, a, was about a third nipple. Uh, but I already know Eric has one. So that question's out because it was going to be a third nipple or a, an extra toe. But since I know he has a third nipple, I, I, I had to actually change it the last minute, which does me some good. So we're going to do, would you rather? So since I'm the only lady on this show, the only one with a vagina and you've got I've seen me. it. Yeah. Yes. Up close. Um, so I'm going to ask y'all a question from a guy's perspective. Would you rather have the ability to be pregnant or the ability to breastfeed? I have to use one of those. Yeah, you no, do. I mean, breastfeed, like, I don't want to push a bowling ball out of my butthole. I didn't say give, <laughs> I didn't say give birth, though. I said no. be pregnant where you can actually feel the baby is. I think I would, I don't I would know if you can rather be right pregnant. Now, but I'm pretty pregnant myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I feel you. Why do you think our camera is so, so high on this JD, end? Why what do you think you? my camera is up this way, too? What do you think? I would much rather be pregnant than uh, than breastfeed. I think really? breastfeeding for me, and I think it's just the the stereotypical masculine dude thing, or just latching a baby when I'm to my tit would be fucking weird for me. I think Eric would do great. He'd be like the the girl from um, Total Recall with his three breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you'd be amazing. You could pump one and breastfeed on the other. Come on, do it, do it. <laughs> Quato wants milk. Come on, baby, want milk? Come on, daddy, I want milk. Come on, we have to go watch Peppa Pig. Do it now. Peppa Pig. So, what do you think, Eric? Would you rather be able to breastfeed or be pregnant? Not give birth. Be um, I mean, like I said, I'm already carrying around my stomach, so I'm gonna have to go with breastfeed. Nice, nice. You are such a nurturing bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the, the the Tom Green. You know, Tom Green, JD. <laughs> All right, people, you got the extra scoop, man. Three nipples, lots of breastfeeding coming from Eric. So, and ladies, he's not he's not married. Why is he not married? He is willing to breastfeed. I have more red flags than China. <laughs> oh my gosh! That is just. Did you say crabs? No, I said more red flags. Oh, I thought you said more crabs than in China. <laughs> I'm like, dude, really? I'm trying to get you laid. Forget it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go totally. I'm gonna go totally like 13 year old boy for my would you rather. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm I'm 42. I'm living in my friend's spare bedroom. I'm unemployed. So, ladies, there, there you go. Okay, you had me at unemployed. <laughs> That's all you girls love that. You, you guys want to fix her up. I was, was I was unemployed. I had no place to live. I was couch, uh, couch surfing. He had no money. I had no car. He had no, no money job, because nothing. his ex fiance emptied his bank account. But I like, played guitar. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's a panty oh. drop. 
right. So my would you rather? Would you, you rather make me sound have really easy? You know that. Would you rather have? A, I put up a fight for that first hour I met him before I slept with him, y'all. Judges. Yeah, go shove that Judgey McJudgerson up your fucking ass. We love you and thank you for viewing. All yes, thank all you, thank you for you. tuning Maybe in. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's how we went from six hundred. Order, order. Back on track. All right, my would you rather? Would you rather? I'm totally going a 13 year old boy on this. Would you rather have a dick for a nose or a vagina for a mouth? Uh, vagina for a mouth. Vagina for a mouth. Why? Because vaginas are pretty and dicks are disgusting. Well, well because you're throwing <laughs> Altoid in there. Like this. I go running a lot. I don't need this in my face. <laughs> what about you, Eric? I know you don't run. Why do you want a badge? No, I want a badge because, I mean, uh, a dick for a nose. I mean, my, my nose is already big enough, you know, but I think of vagina because, like I said, you could you could throw a Tic Tac or a cert in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and make it make it better. I mean, it's already got a little mustache going on too. And I mean, I haven't coughed up blood yet. I know I'm only Mentos, but it's it like a Ventos or a Vert. So it's a vagina Mento or a vagina Vert. I mean, I mean a Mento. I wouldn't mix it with orange juice. Jesus. I think <laughs> I'm just going to be contrarian here and go with the uh, with dick for the nose for no other reason than y'all both pick badges and badges. Just, you want a Pinocchio? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pop some Viagra hey. for Halloween and go as Pinocchio. Hey, yeah, uh, I got I got breath kicking here. Do you have any of those uh, twat breakers? <laughs> it, it'd be like it'd be like those. <laughs> I've got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> He'd tie a string to it and be like, hey, babe. Oh, God, like a marionette. Can you imagine, can you imagine having a, a dick for a nose and then you sneeze on somebody? Oh! Uh, Joseph Dean, you better not be sneezing on any other woman. And then you spider web it out. <laughs> I think I set and go. That would make foreplay. You're like a toddler. Exact same thing <laughs> as regular sex. So, oh, we are we are going into a way different tangent. We, this is this, this is, went off the tracks, is, back on the tracks, and off. Uh, the tracks. We never go over an hour. I, I have family members watching this. <laughs> I don't I'm think my parents sure are on tonight, which is a blessing because they already are like Kathleen Nicole. Speaking yeah. of which, Jennifer, you're not on tonight. Where the fuck are you at? Uh, you better comment Hello. on the replay. Jennifer. She's my fave. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, shit. Okay, so I have one other question for you, just because I have it written down, and I think it'll sure. be fun. And because you and JD have a lot of drinking stories, but it doesn't have to be when JD was there. Tell me the worst morning after story you have. <sighs> <laughs> Wait, morning after including a female or morning after just drinking wise um hangover. that's a great question um just surprise me with just the worst morning after drinking where you're like holy and you regretted every life choice up until that point um it all comes down to the 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 most basic art of of um being a human and that's uh being in your 20s and waking up with a load in your pants um, and it's not warm anymore. It, it already started to cool down. A poop load or? or yeah, poop load. Just yeah. load. 
Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. Having a poop load. Uh, yeah. That, that That's absolutely. T- and especially with, with a, a one night stand. That That's oh. probably worse. What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You he, have got to expand wait, on this story. You had sex no, no, no. I'm just going to say that I pooped my pants uh, and I woke up before the girl did and realized I had a poop in my pants. <laughs> I was fortunate enough and, and Eric was there when I was in my tequila days and you were there at the tail end of my tequila days. And I was fortunate enough that when I went through a bottle and a half of tequila in like four hours that Eric and Jesse would uh, strip me down Throw me on the toilet and have the shower running, so I can just fall from yeah, the toilet. Yeah, I could have used bath. I could have used yeah. that advice, Eric. I could have used that advice when we were first together. See, that's, that's that's bro love right there. Yeah, I had to wipe his ass. Uh, that's why he's on my top five. You know how it's like you've got a, a five friends on those lines for T-Mobile or whatever it is. Yeah, I've got five people's asses I've wiped. I'm one of them. I've got three kids and JD's never. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, uh, we're we're um, warm. We're still warm. Um, I don't know if it if it's just white guys, but I think like at the time, skinny white guys just had a poop more. <laughs> that explains so much about my household. Like seriously, I feel we bought this house like what like two, two years ago. Two years ago, I feel so sorry for its plumbing because I have JD and his three sons. Yeah, it's, it's oh my thirteen year old. Well, I think it's I just thirteen. Think it's the 11. Oh, we're not going to say. I mean, if I can interject, you know, I really don't want to hear about the the uh, what's going on in the thirteen year old's bathroom. Well, me neither. Oh, Jennifer says she's here, but Jennifer. she's been commenting on. Oh, she's been commenting <laughs> on another feed. Uh, is there another feed? That, uh, oh yes, JD. If you go to JD's, where he's on his Facebook and he shares it. It's a different comment feed than the one on the Tales from the Barstool one. So if it linked you to the other one. We wouldn't have seen that comment, but oh, I love you and yeah. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> if you commented and we didn't, we were just talking about JD shitting his pants. So you're perfect timing. <laughs> and me shitting my pants. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I have, I have, I have to. Look, hold on, we got to read her comment. She said, "I'm picturing cat running really fast with a vagina mouth." <laughs> what the? Like- <laughs> cause a wind drag? No, no. It would if Look. you're running with a vagina mouth. It would sound like. No. Now, would you use would you use chapstick or Vagisil? It would be Chapasil? <laughs> Chapasil? <laughs> All right, I have to circle back because basically, I spent the time to to make this fucking audio clip earlier. Oh, and by yeah. God, I'm gonna fucking play this goddamn audio clip. Gosh. Oh yes. Um, going back to when uh, we were with Wasted Effort and we recorded this album, um, and we rush through it like i said earlier you know four days to record an entire album is 12 14 hours a day it's it's yeah. nothing Move on. and and going and we didn't realize it until we listened to it like 27 times we're like wait wait so i'm gonna play just a really short clip Sweet. and then after the short clip plays eric is gonna mimic it with his mouth and then i'm gonna play it again and see if you catch it Uh, you're gonna have to turn it up and play it again. Did you hear it? You kids at home, you might not have picked it up. One more time. You hear that little click? That dinanic. <laughs> oh my god! This was supposed to be a professional. I record. could not get my finger on this F chord 
without my palm touching it. And I'm still like, never took a guitar lesson and I'm playing at a class in Texas. And we, it was one of those things. I think it was going to cost an extra hundred dollars on top of what we paid for recording for them to leave it in. (laughs) To change one note, one note. Yeah. And a hundred dollars in 99 to a bunch of dudes that were already living on ramen. I mean, that's you might as well just ask for for the cost of a Lamborghini. <laughs> there's there's no other reason to to do what we just did except for the fact I spent the time to make that fucking audio clip. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> look, y'all, I loved me some JD back in the day. You see this picture with the handcuffs? That's JD. He was scrawny. That was me soaking wet. He w- didn't and, weigh a hundred pounds. Right. So this, is, this was the album cover slash. Um, and it was, it was your brother that he gave us the money for the, my, my brother. Dave was the one that footed the bill for all 250. Wait, Randy, Randy the, the bill for something. What was Randy? Recording? Randy for, uh, fronted the bill for, for the recording studio. Got it. Okay. His brother fronted the bill for the t-shirts. And this was our album cover right here. And, um, this that was, was at the show park. This was like a, this was a, a Microsoft Word. He's wearing Jinkos, people. Font. Yes. Jinkos. Yes, he's wearing Jinkos. And, yes, I'm wearing Jinkos. I was the photographer for this picture, and we got it on in one shot. Yeah, and it was our drummer put me in handcuffs, and then he worked at the prison at the time, and it was his handcuffs from the prison and his uh, bobby stick or whatever the fuck you call it. The the little police guard beat the shit yeah, out of his, his nightstick. Uh and yeah, so that's where that came from. And and the album was called First Time Hurts because Yes. Yeah, yes, the David. First time he hurt. was still that skinny in 2006. Holy shit, David Carr. He was still that skinny in 2013. And then we had kids and then I got fat. <laughs> <laughs> I put on all the sympathy weight and I never so lost it. sweet to not let me put that weight on by myself. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a team player. <laughs> yeah, he did not breastfeed though. Unfortunately, and as you heard it here, he would not have, even if he could. Oh, I, I selfish bastard. I breastfed. Like I had to kick the kid out. Like, it's my turn, motherfucker. <laughs> I hate to say say it, but that's actually true. He's like, <laughs> those were mine first, you asshole. <laughs> Yelling at my kids in the middle of the night. I'm yeah, like, I called each one of my kids dude. assholes because they were taking my titty time. He got his I'm, titty I'm time. not gonna lie about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not I, ashamed at I, all. I gave him his titty time back. Okay. Like I can get all three of my other boys winged off of the breast, but this one, nope. <laughs> so we went to Vegas. Was it four years now? Four years ago? Oh yeah, for her anniversary. And mm-hmm. and and everybody when they go to Vegas, they end up staying on the strip. Eric living there, we're like, hell yeah. Hey dude, we're fucking broke. Can we crash at your place? And Eric had like a five bedroom. You know, Pseudo yeah, man, I, I, I had the, the ride again, ultimate also bad. And yes, and, and our did. plan, our plan was we were gonna land, we were gonna drop our shit off at Eric's, and all of us jump in the cab and go somewhere and just That's, get fucking. Yeah, I had a really, shitty dress. really sexy dress to wear in Vegas that night, and I never got to wear it. It's so, actually still in my closet now. It's like seventeen sizes too small <laughs> or too big. I mean, too I'm, big. Too big. I'm seventeen sizes too small now. But my God, we got so. Well, we'll have to. Um... Y'all did. I had. We'll jet have to talk lag. about that at another time. Oh man, I had jet lag, y'all, and I was puking my guts out 
by the time we got to Eric's house, like, I don't know why I got jet lag. It was real bad. It might, like, it might've been the wild turkey we drank on the airplane for free. <laughs> oh, that might have done it. Yeah, it was wild or, turkey 101 because that was the only whiskey they had on the plane. Yeah, and as soon as it came out, oh, was no, no, white people everybody problem. was buying his drinks for free. So by the time we landed in Vegas, we're, I felt great. But yeah, by the time we got to Eric's house, I was puking my guts out. So whatever it was, I, I also get motion sickness, so it might have been that. I didn't take anything for it so because I didn't want to fall asleep on the way to Vegas because it's not a long flight from Texas to, Ve- to Vegas. Just in case no, y'all it's wondering. A very quick flight. It's not, yeah, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy, man. It's like, yeah. but we are going to be in Vegas in August, so we better see your okay, well, I hope I, I, I still am um, uh, waiting on a lot of things um, right now. Vegas is, is still in a little bit of trouble. How um, that, how big is that guest room? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hope you got a big trunk. I'm putting over. my bike in it. Scooch over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we could be a little sandwich cat in the center. Oh wait, no, because no. JD would try to Eiffel Tower or something. Oh my closet. And- uh, but um, no, I'll, I will probably be in uh, Texas before um, uh, before you know it. You know, uh, there's a lot of things changing in Vegas. Uh, you know, we're still not open back up. Um, but I, I am hoping to get my job back here pretty soon. And there, there, we have another casino opening up. To, you know, as, as Vegas is, Vegas goes. Casinos uh, pop up all the time. True. So I'm waiting to hear back from this uh, new place. So, you know, uh, don't know what the future is going to hold. Like I said, I'm 42 years old. That you know, I'm I'm still digging in uh, my career. I love what I do. But um, we need to get uh, this country back back open. You know, so you guys can yeah. come out and we can. Kind of go back to a nor- uh, sense of normalcy. Well, and, so, and before we wrap up, I'm just going to let you know that if it doesn't go back to normal there, we have a room here in you South Texas. Come here and make me, help me make hats. Yeah, JD needs. I, I, I will take you up on that offer. I definitely. Yeah, he, JD needs the help, and you've got a job right here and right here at Southpaw. That's I'll awesome. Be, That's good I'll to hear. Minimum wage and, and tickle your balls. <laughs> but I'll, that, gives you, that gives me a hard erection. But I'll cook for you every night. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 every day I'm not working, I'm cooking. And the days I'm not, JD is. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> with, all, with that, we're going to go ahead and start <laughs> winding it down because it's uh, it's uh, what, an hour and 42 minutes into this broadcast. We only went 42 had, uh, minutes over, people. That's an improvement. <laughs> for those of you that stuck around, we definitely do appreciate it. And, um, uh, yeah, Eric, one more time. Where can they find your book and give us the title and all that good stuff? My book is called Looking for Luck in All the Wrong Vegas. Uh, my pen name is EJ Bang. So if uh, you can't remember the title, but you can get it on lulu.com, L U L U.com, and just search, uh, uh, search Looking for Luck in All the Wrong Vegas. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me. And I hope uh, uh, people watching uh, can pick up a copy. Well, we've had a blast. Thank you so much for coming. We want to thank all of our sponsors, especially uh, Warhorse Warhorse Legacy. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Y'all are actually keeping us going. And Eric, don't go anywhere. Woo! We're going to talk a little bit off uh, after. But uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, thank you for joining us in and, and enduring our totally professional podcast. Invite your friends. Tell them to accept, accept our rules Please and regulations, rules. which is don't get too political. Don't talk about religion Wait, too much. Things you gotta like say that. it to Jennifer. You got to say it. Good night, Jennifer. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, y'all. Goodbye. Y'all have a great night. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. All right, thanks.